In the 1960s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in America. Now 97% is made overseas. That's remarkable. A complete reversal in almost everything that we do. American Giant is all about American workers and the products they make. It's about good paying jobs that allow people pride in the hard work that they do. Buy American today from American-Giant.com slash Glenn. And, you know, let me be the person who who brings in the sad part of this because, you know, you of course, it's really nice to buy things from America. It's really great. I mean, American manufacturing is important. That's not enough to make me buy American by itself. I need this stuff to be really good, too. And that's why American Giant is great because it's able to do both of these things, right? They, they support American manufacturing and their stuff is incredible. It's the best stuff you'll ever wear. I love it. My wife loves it. I know you love it as well, uh, Glenn. I love it. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Hour two of the radio program begins in just a few seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. 22 years ago, I wrote an essay called The Greatest American Generation. I wrote it because of September 11th. I wonder how much of it still remains true. You judge in 60 seconds. It's important to be on the right side of history, and that means taking a stand against the things that you feel are wrong. There are different ways to do that. Some of them come at great personal cost. And it's up to you to decide what your personal line is. And not every stand you take has to cost you. In fact, switching to Patriot Mobile is taking a stand and it actually saves you. Saves you money. I want you to please strongly consider switching your phone service to Patriot Mobile today. Here's what they promise. You're going to have the same great coverage. You're gonna save money. You get great customer service. You're on the same networks because they're on the same tower. Here's what happens. You, if you don't do this, you're donating money to Planned Parenthood because if you're with Verizon, that's where they send some of the money they make off of you. If you do with Patriot Mobile, you'll donate to conservative causes, to American causes. You are standing for the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of the amendments. PatriotMobile.com. Join us. 878-PATRIOT. Call them now. 878-PATRIOT. Free activation when you use the offer code BECK today. Join me now at PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. 878-PATRIOT. It is September 11th. 2023 22 years ago 
I wrote a, an essay called The Greatest American Generation. I reread it this weekend and wondered how much of that is still true. How much of that do I still believe? How much has changed? Here's what I wrote. I've always believed that the greatest American generation is the one that is living in the here and the now. The question is not if this is the greatest American generation. The question is, will we wake up and become it? I remember staying at my grandparents' house in the summer when I was small. And every morning, before, before there was even light, my grandmother would open up the attic door from downstairs, these wooden steps, and she'd say, kids, it's time to wake up. My sisters usually bounded out of bed, but I was usually the one that it took her a few times before I'd lumber out of bed and cross the cold, squeaky wooden floor. But eventually I would, mainly because I could smell breakfast from the attic. My grandfather was always outside. He was already there. I think he had been there since probably four o'clock in the morning feeding the chickens. They were hardworking, good, and decent people. Growing up seemed to me that they were, were from not only a different time, but also a different place. But they weren't. The spirit of our parents and our grandparents isn't from some foreign place. It hasn't died out. We've just not attended to it. It's a flame that flickers in all of us, and it is there ready to blaze again to life when we're ready to face the challenges that now lie at our feet. It's what sets us apart. It's what built this country. The average person did not cross the Rocky Mountains. I would have never done it. I don't know what that says about me, but I would have looked at those mountains. I would have looked honestly at the Missouri River and said, nope, not crossing that. No bridge. Build a bridge. I'll be back. The Rocky Mountains, not a shot. But people did it. This is what sets us apart. It's what built us. It's why our borders still teem with the poor and the tired and those yearning to be breathe free. I don't know about the people crossing our border now. But those immigrants that came to our shores, across our border, crossing an ocean, most likely they were your relatives. They were my relatives coming here in the 18 and the 1900s. They were searching for a better way of life. The flame that Lady Liberty holds is the, we deem it the American spirit. And it, is supposed to burn inside all of us, no matter what our race, our gender, our religious background. 
but it actually was originally built as a reminder to the people of Europe of the freedoms that allowed America to capture the creativity of human spirit. The flame that she holds is called imprisoned lightning. And it's a salute to the invention of the light bulb, perhaps the greatest invention of all time. It turned darkness into light, something that before Edison was truly in the realm of God. But now so much of what we have and experience today, it's, it's just expected. It's normal. It's humdrum. But it isn't. Everything around us is truly as miraculous as the imprisoned lightning. Because it all started with an idea. The world is watching us. It's not new. It always has been watching us. Since the dawn of man, people dreamt of a better life, dreamt of a better way, dreamt of being free. They looked for Camelot, where a king wouldn't slaughter them and take everything they can. But Camelot was a dream. It was the iron fist of the king and all those he found favor with who lorded lorded their station above us and crushed the dream of bettering oneself and owning a, just a small patch of land that was theirs, that I could follow my heart and my passions. Man, it seems, needed an ocean between the old ways and new ideas. That ocean is as small as a, a backyard pond now. And there is no other place to go. It was Americans that finally found a way to build a better tomorrow for the individual. No promises. Just an honest effort. Out of all that we have built, the powerful machines, the computers, the weapons of mass destruction, the hardware and the software that we spend millions on every year to protect and keep our plans secret. Our biggest secret seems to be the one that the world wants most of all is not a secret. It is something we used to freely give to the rest of the world. But now it seems we're so arrogant, we act as if it is a secret and we jam it down everybody's throat. It was the self-evident truths that all men are created equal. For some reason, that hasn't been really fully duplicated anywhere else. It's influenced so many countries around the world. It can't even be passed on from person to person. Let me say that again. 
It cannot be passed on from person to person, torch to torch. It has to be earned. It has to be lovingly taught. That's how you gain the American spirit. 22 years ago, we were lucky enough not to be trapped in one of those towers or on a plane or in the Pentagon. When is the last time you gave thanks for the last 20 years? Not for our lives. But for the ability to have more time to change our ways. God has not forsaken us. This is so crucial that we understand. He has been trying to awaken us. He has been standing at the bottom of the stairs and gently calling out, kids, it is time to wake up. We've been given another chance, and we don't get up. We got up for a few minutes and then fell back to sleep after 9-11. And then we had the crash of 08. Kids, wake up. Then we've had everything from 2016 to today over and over and over. It seems like every day he's like, get up. When and what will it take for us to actually get up and begin a new day? Thousands of years ago in Babel, the great civilization, in, in their arrogance, built a tower to reach the sky. They wanted to be God. It didn't just crumble. God destroyed it, not out of anger, but out of love. He is God. We are not. The people were scattered. Our symbols of power and wealth crumbled before our eyes on that Tuesday 20-plus years ago. But what did we do? We built a bigger tower. We sought vengeance and justice. And then I don't know what happened to us. I wrote at the time, Americans aren't ever going to scatter. Let the world recognize through our actions today that those firefighters in New York are not the exception. They are the rule. Because Americans don't run from burning buildings, we run into them. Is that still true? It was a beautiful fall morning. Right on the edge of the land created through divine providence. Our little coffee shops were open. Children were on buses. People were in the subway. People were in the streets. Some were just standing on the sidewalk, soaking up that sun. People were easing into another typical work day. When America's greatest generation heard the voice, kids, it's time to wake up. 
the task before us now is much more daunting than what our grandparents and parents faced. We must be stronger. We must be personally, spiritually, physically, temporally prepared because the torch has passed to us. Will we be the greatest American generation or not? Will the American experiment die with us or blaze again? More in a minute. The day's finally come to to a close and you ease yourself down into bed and then you stare up at the ceiling. What okay, what do I have to do? I gotta do this tomorrow. Oh man, I should write that down. Okay, so you're sitting there and then you think I have to do all of this tomorrow in pain. In pain. Millions of Americans deal with the pain in their lives every single day. It's hard to go to bed, it's hard to go to sleep, it's hard to get up. Do something about the pain. Relief Factor exists to give you back the life you love. Please just try it. 1995. It's a trial pack. We need everyone in the fight. Please just try to get out of pain with this. If it doesn't work, yes, you're out 20 bucks. But if it does, you're back in the fight. You're back in the game. 70% of the people who order it go on to order more. Try the three-week quick start. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to work. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. I remember in the days after September 11th, the feeling in the country was, I want something to do. What do I do? What do I do? And the president said, go shopping. Your patriotic duty was to go shopping. I was so offended by that. I remember in the time of World War II, my grandparents and my mom, my dad, would go out and they'd gather scrap metal from the neighborhood. Ours was to go shopping? We have given up so many freedoms. We have given broad power to the government in the name of safety. Well, we better not get onto the plane that TSA is there because they want to make sure that they get Muslim extremists. When's the last time you heard that? Now you may be the extremist. Drones are flying over our cities. The Department of Agriculture has its own SWAT team. The president of the United States is about to forgive all student loans, putting himself knowingly above Congress. For the first time, we're threatening to put a former president in prison along with his attorneys for questioning election results, something that was done every election by the same people who questioned every election they lost since 2020. They're now screaming, lock him up for doing what Al Gore's attorneys did legally in 2000. It is legal. When was the last time you ever saw a defendant's attorneys 
go to jail. I don't know if I've ever seen that. You can now scoop Americans right off the street without a warrant or trial. We know they eavesdrop on every keystroke or every utterance. Let's not forget that in Utah, the NSA has a storage facility for data holding all of their phone calls, emails, and electronic surveillance that is five times the size of the Capitol complex in Washington, D.C. Five times. How did we get here? Because we bought into the lie that our patriotic duty is to go shopping. To do something fun. It's not. Our patriotic duty requires work. It requires us to be informed. I never learned history. I never learned the Bill of Rights or the Constitution. Or I never learned whatever in school. Great. Neither did I. So what's our excuse now? We cannot have a country if we don't understand our Bill of Rights. What the hell are you fighting for? I'm for fighting for America and the American way of life. What is that? What creates that? The Constitution, the rule of law, the Bill of Rights. That's what creates it. What are we trying to create? The mission statement in the Declaration of Independence. Why did we break away from a country that we loved at the time in many ways? It's in the Declaration of Independence. Is there any relevance to that? Yes, most of it is being done now by our own government in spite of the Constitution. Tomorrow is September 12th. Biggest day in my life when I saw Americans being good and decent. We helped each other. We cared. When somebody said, how are you? We actually wanted the answer. We would hug strangers, ask them, talk to them. It's the last time you saw that. September 12th. I'll continue this tomorrow. The Glenn Beck Program. The history of MyPillow has been an amazing wild ride of success. And Mike Lindell, the founder and CEO, knows that you are the reason for it. You've been a long ride for the whole way. In fact, you are the horse. The pillows to the sheets, the mattress covers to the slippers, and so many other amazing products that a lot of us have in our house right now. In the spirit of giving back, Mike wants you to know that the six-piece towel set is back and selling at an amazing low price. But you better hurry. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for 80 bucks, the kind of money that my mom would say, those are for company. Mom, we don't ever have company. What are you talking about? Don't use those towels. Why? Why? We don't have people that go go into our bathroom and take showers as company. It doesn't happen. Six-piece towel set. Now at a not-for-company price, 50% off, $39.99. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, get 50% off the six-piece towel set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. 
subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're we're glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is September 11th, 2023. 22 years ago, America changed forever. Uh, and I don't think our children can even begin to understand how different of a country we were before uh, September 11th. We've just completely changed. Um and some real reflection uh, should be done by all of us on what we've done since since then. But I want to today take you back to September 11th. And Dave Isay from StoryCorps, he is with us now. Hi, Dave. Glenn, hi. How you doing? Very good. You know, I, uh, I am proud that we're friends. Uh, I hate to use proud because it's you know, one of the seven deadly sins but I'm, I'm i'm actually really proud that we're friends dave you are one of the more honest forthright uh and caring individuals and i don't know your politics but i know you do a lot of stuff with npr and uh and and pbs and you know generally those people don't like me um but uh you've always been You've always looked for a way to come together as we did on 9-11 and 9-12 uh, so many years ago. So thank you for that, Dave. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to be your friend. Well, it, would, it, was, it was never in question. You know, you, we, I, I think, you know, we've known each other for a while now, and we, we had each other from hello. You know, yeah. and I think we both, we both really love this country deeply and care about the country deeply um, and our um, patriots like the, and I also feel like I've gotten to know your, your audience over, over these years yeah. and it's a privilege to know them as well. Yeah. Um, and thank you for having me on. You bet. So Dave, in case you don't know, if you've ever listened to NPR, you might've heard of StoryCorps and he goes out and they collect stories for the national archives and collects all of the different stories of what, People remember what they did, um, and it's a snapshot into the American psyche and into time. And you're going to share something from uh, 9-11. How, when were these recorded? So these, yeah, um, so we're, we've been around for about, about 20 years. And, and yeah, I think it's a snapshot in time. I, I also think it's kind of collecting the wisdom of humanity. Yeah. And, you know, the way StoryCorps works is it's two people who come to a booth. We've had about 700,000 people do this. So you come with your grandmother, or your mom, and you honor her by looking in her eye and ask her about her life. Um, mm. And we sometimes do big collections of stories when when it's important, like post 9-11 vets and their families. The first um, initiative, we call those initiatives that we did was with 9-11 families. Wow. And everyone who lost a loved one on September 11th comes to StoryCorps to leave a record of their lives. And, and while StoryCorps is usually two people, um, with 9-11, sometimes people come uh, by themselves. And I think we're going to listen to one of those yeah, stories and that's... Uh, when they come by themselves. It's, it's a facility. It's someone who works for StoryCorps who interviews them. Sorry, Glenn. Go ahead. That's all right. It's Beverly uh, Eckert. Can you tell us a little bit about her before we hear? Her? Sure. 
So this this story um, that we're about to hear takes place 22 years and one hour ago. Um, Beverly mm-hmm. Eckert's husband, Sean Rooney, was in the South Tower of the World Trade Center when United Flight 175 struck the building. Um, and while he was trying to make his way to the roof of the World Trade Center, uh, he called his wife. Sean called his wife, Beverly. Okay. Uh, and she came to story quarter to remember their final conversation. Here it is. Listen. Sean had warm brown eyes and dark curly hair. And uh, he was a good hugger. We met when we were only 16 at a high school dance. When he died, we were 50. Mm. It was about 9.30 a.m. when he called. And he told me he was on the 105th floor. And he'd been trying to find a way out. He told me that he, you know, he hadn't had any success. And now the stairwell was full of smoke. I asked if it hurt for him to breathe. And he paused for a moment and then said, no. He loved me enough to lie. We stopped talking about escape routes. And then we just began talking about all the happiness we shared during our lives together. I told him that I wanted to be there with him. But he said, no, no, he wanted me to live a full life. And as the smoke got thicker, he just kept whispering, I love you, over and over. They just wanted to crawl through the phone lines to him and hold him one last time. Then I heard a sharp crack, followed by the sound of of an avalanche. It was the building beginning to collapse. I called his name into the phone over and over. Then I just sat there, pressing the phone to my heart. I think about that last half hour with Sean all the time. I remember how I I didn't want that day to end, terrible as it was. I I didn't want to go to sleep because as long as I was awake, it was still a day that I'd shared with Sean. You know, and he kissed me goodbye before leaving for work. I could still say that was just a little while ago. That was only this morning. And uh, I just think of myself as living life for both of us now. And I like to think that Sean would be proud of me. Holy cow. How many people, I mean, how many people on your staff uh, prompted these stories from people? I mean, that must have been beautiful and just heart-wrenching. Well, it's, it's a, you know, StoryCorps, and especially, you know, this initiative, or, or you know, with, with vets, a lot of these, you know, life is hard. It's a very, very difficult job. Um, and again, you know, most people are pairs when they come to the booth. And I have a, a kind of a, uh, an even more tragic ending to this story, which is that um, Beverly was on flight 3407 to Buffalo uh, in 2010 to commemorate Sean's birthday and died in, in that plane crash. Oh, my God. Um, Do they, they have children? Uh, they did not have children. Oh. They did not have children. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's hard on staff. And, you know, when, when, as in the intro to the segment, you talked about how life was different before September 11th, which is true. But, you know, life was also different. And, and in, in the, in, on September 11th and September 12th and the weeks after, I, I think you were in Connecticut then. I, I don't. I was in Tampa. You were. I was in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. You're in Tampa. Yeah, okay. yeah. But I, and I don't know if it was true in Tampa, but, you know, after, after September 11th, for two weeks, for 10 days, for one week, we saw each other as Americans. 
Oh, no, I think we... We knew we belonged uh, to one another. Yeah, I, th- I think we, know, we saw each other we as our, people, we loved, yeah. we, as yeah. humans, as brothers and sisters. It was, you know... We n- loved strangers. We loved our neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> we, we would stop. I remember, Stu and I were just talking about this last week. We were at the Outback Steakhouse that night. Yeah. And it had just been, you know, the day everybody had. And we went out into the parking lot, and there was somebody that we didn't know. We had never seen before and they were just standing there kind of dazed and we went over and talked to them and hugged them and i mean it was for as horrible as that was it was the very next day and later in that afternoon it was one of the most beautiful times i've ever seen in america ever i I was in new york I, i i feel the same way i mean we saw the truth of who we are and how lucky we are to be alive and how precious life is and how all of our lives matter equally and infinitely. I mean, we were, we were Americans, you know, in the question, then we get to the point, the part that, that you said about how much things have changed yeah. because it lasted 10 days or two weeks. And how can we get that back again? So Dave, would you join me again tomorrow? I know you have another clip, but I'd love to have you back tomorrow because tomorrow is the anniversary of something that we called the nine twelve project. And uh, and it was it was trying to remind people who we were on nine twelve, and that we need to serve one another and be those kinds of people. And I'm going to do something on that tomorrow. And I'd love to have you back and and share something that, you know, where people are coming together that are because that's your current project now, at yes. least with with, yes. with this audience is you're trying to. Uh, to show people in different audiences how how people can come together and they can live side by side, that we're not all that different. Doesn't mean that there isn't evil out there and there isn't things we stand up for, but that we're people. We're still brothers and sisters. Exactly. And most people, you know, there are there is evil out there. But I mean, you know, this, Glenn, I mean, mo- most people are good. I know. No matter what their politics are, most people are good, and we've forgotten that. I'd be honored to come back on tomorrow. Okay. All right. I think I'm on a plane, but but oh. hopefully, hopefully, um, let's 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 see what time I'm flying. Yeah, if and, not, um, we'll just try my best to come on. Yeah, if not, we'll just just make sure we have some some additional things that we can show that you know what what people are doing now uh, to try yes. to honor uh, who we really are. Dave, thank you so much for everything you do. If, if you would like to be involved uh, in uh, StoryCorps, all you have to do is, uh, is write to StoryCorps. Um, Dave, what is the exact address where you want people to go if they want to share? Dave, are you there? Sorry. I, yes, I was just uh, – your producer had me on the line. Your oh, question sorry. was? Um, where do people go to uh, – if they want to share, if they want to be involved in what you do? So we'll talk tomorrow about One Small Step, which is our effort to bring the country um, together one story at a time, strangers talking to each other across the political divides. And the Glenn Beck audience is the number one driver of this project on the conservative side. So um, we want everybody, everybody, um, especially in our in the towns we're in, Wichita, Fresno, Fresno and Richmond. And in 48 hours, we're opening up in a town in Georgia, which I, I can't announce yet. But okay. go to take one small step dot org take one small step.org and sign up to be a part of this work. And okay. we'll talk tomorrow, Glenn. Thank you so much, Dave. God bless.
If you haven't been, you know, storing food uh, for the coming shortages, why? I mean, <laughs> I know, I know it sounds crazy that we're gonna, we might need food storage. That sounds crazy. But what doesn't sound crazy right now? What all of the things that have happened, you're like, that'll never happen. I know I got a list of them. Please don't dismiss this warning and this opportunity. MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare with me right now. Emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. So it's not this. It might be something else down the road. Enjoy a, enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Your grocery store is short of food. There's food shortages for some other reason. The economy collapse. You, use, you lose your job. Whatever it might be, this gives you some of that pressure. Uh, it's a valve that relieves all of that stress. Don't forget about water filtration and purification products that they have. They're perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, camping pack, whatever you need. Order by 3 p.m. Your item will ship the same day. So order by 3 p.m. today. Your item will ship today. It's fast. MyPatriotSupply.com. Time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Stu just informed me that I'm not covering the real news today. Now, I, I originally yeah. thought, okay, well, that's because we have the attorney general on from Missouri next, who just won, you know, the, the big court case against the White House. You haven't even mentioned Ashton Kutcher or Mila Kunis today. I haven't. And I don't know why. No, I haven't. No. And, uh, have you followed this at all? I think it's sort of a fascinating part of our He's world. One of the guys from that seventy that seventies show. show raped a bunch of women, or I one? think he was accused of three and was three, convicted okay. of two. Okay, um, I think I think All that's right. the way that I, I didn't follow the story honestly that that closely. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed he was guilty and honestly didn't really look into it that much. That's you know wasn't in my purview. But what yeah. I did find to be uh, interesting was the. After this conviction happens, Ashton Kutcher and Meet Lacunas are revealed to have written letters to the judge to ask for leniency for their friend, Danny Masterson, who was on, they were all on the show together. Mm -hmm. And they're, 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 their letters are maybe a little over the top. They're like, he was, you know, he was like a big brother, the greatest big brother I ever had. They <laughs> talked about how he helped keep them off drugs, apparently, at a difficult time. Mm -hmm. They apparently had a wonderful experience with this guy, sure. at least in their, in their view. And they later have said it was the family that asked them to write these. They obviously think the family thinks he's innocent, but the, the it's already he's already been convicted. It's not he's not that's not going to happen. Doesn't Aston Kutcher help in rescuing? He runs like a, a sexual trafficking yeah, charity. I so. not, yeah. not for sexual trafficking, but against it. <laughs> right. Uh, he's against sexual trafficking. Right, and right. people are criticizing him. You are in this organization and here you are trying to get a, a you know, a rapist off or lenient sentence. No, but. A lenience, it's 30 is the minimum. 30 right? is the minimum. So yeah. the range of outcomes here is 30 to life. Okay, yeah. And so in theory, what they're arguing for is a 30-year sentence rather than life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually like what the system is set up to do, right? Like the whole point of this is to add a little bit of context to who he was outside of these incidents. And if the judge agrees, which I don't think they, the judge did agree, 
um, then maybe you get a lenient sentence. Maybe there's some sort of uh, information that could be interesting in that yeah. world. But like they're getting criticized because how dare you try to get a rapist off when it's your friend? No, yeah, here you not, are. No, you're trying to get you know. You know and I think he's not trying to get him off. That's a loaded sentence. He's not trying. He's all he's doing is saying let's let let's just let me balance. You've just heard how bad he is. Let me balance this for the judge to look at between thirty and life. <laughs> and life. That's a pretty. Did you hear about the guy in? Um, gosh, where was it? He was driving his car drunk. And this story came out about a year ago, and, and he was at some festival, and some teenage kid, he said, was this violent Trump supporter, and uh, just a virile uh, Republican. And he killed him, ran over him in the driveway, then left, then called police from home, where they came and they gave him an alcohol test, and he was you know, legally hammered. The kid died. He got five years. He got five years? Five? The rapist got 30. Okay. He gets five? How's that possible? How is that possible? The Glenn Beck Program.